Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul fast again this morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here again in your presence. Like David, I am glad to come into your presence once again. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege. To the privilege to worship Alpha and Omega. For the privilege to worship the God of the universe. King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for the privilege to call you Father. Receive all the praise this morning in the precious name of Jesus. You said to Moses, I am that I am. Thank you, Lord, because you are I am that I am. Thank you because you are sufficient for all things. You are the one that fills all things. Scripture says that you are from everlasting to everlasting. We worship you again this morning. Receive all the praise, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come bearing thanksgiving again this morning. We say thank you for giving us a brand new day. We say thank you for the rising sun. We say thank you for the food on our tables. We say thank you for the breath in our nostrils. We say thank you for our families. We say thank you that we are able to call you Father. Receive all our praises, O God. Lord, as we read our Bibles, we ask that you will speak to us again in your word. Grant us discretion and understanding and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our reading, commentary, and study of the New Testament. We are currently in the book of John. John chapter 7 to be precise where we stopped yesterday but first of all let me say a big thank you to everyone joining in Uh, God bless you to everyone joining in for the first time thank you thank you God bless you I see you on Spotify on podcaster thank you thank you so much Uh, joining in on Facebook I can see your comments thank you so much or you're just getting ready we'll be starting our youtube channel very soon yes you'll be able to join us on youtube i want to say thank you to everyone thank you so much i pray that god's wisdom god's god's spirit will give you understanding as you read the word of god in the mighty name of jesus i pray you will know the lord and you will love him better and better in jesus name Alright, let's dive straight back in. Yesterday, we stopped um, on John chapter 7 verse 53. And I did mention that if you were using, if you were using the New Living Translation or you were using, you were using, okay, more recent translation like the NIV, with both translations are closer, okay, closer to the earliest manuscript. 
you would have seen a bracket at the end before I read verse 53. It says that the most ancient Greek manuscript do not include John chapter 7 verse 53 to John chapter 8 verse 11. What does that mean? Okay, so I thought I should explain especially for those who are joining us um, for the first time or you're join, you joined us recently. Um, in the podcast, I have taken what we call the manuscript tradition, the manuscript tradition, and it explains how the Bible that we have currently today got to us. Okay, so when the Bible was written, it was not written in the bundles like a book, like the way you have it today. No. They were, read, they were written on what materials we call papyrus. And so if you are studying what we call the manuscript tradition today, you will hear things like P1, P50, P54. That's papyrus. P stands for papyrus. It's the major okay, material on which the Bible was written. When the Bible was written down, men wrote it down on papyrus. They wrote it down on leather skin. You know, and so when people needed the Bible for themselves, they had to copy it. Uh They had to copy it. Um, So to ensure that it was not corrupted, um, for the Old Testament, you needed Levites and scholars to to copy them. Okay, so you will tend not to have issues in the Old Testament. It's quite... It's quite rigid. The copying structure for that is rigid. But the New Testament, just imagine how the New Testament started and how the persecution started for the believers and they had to scatter. Okay, so to have the Bible with them, the first person to write the first books of the New Testament were had were the books written by, by Paul. Okay, the first gospel writer that we have was Mark. So, by the time they were written down and people needed to have a copy, they had to come and write those things down. And now, of course, majority of them were not professional uh, scholars. They were not professional transcribers. Okay, so I just come, I hear that my neighbor has a copy of a copy of Mark. I come to his house and of course I copy it. I want to try this uh, exercise with a few people. Just give them a book to copy. And you will see that there is almost no way to copy and there won't be mistakes in them. Okay? So, what we study in manuscript tradition is to find out whether we have been able to go back to the original, the first one. Uh, because my pastor will say, Sam Adeyemi will say, that the fact that we have the counterfeit is proof that there was an original. So, are we reading the original words of Jesus? Okay, that is, um, that is what this is all about. Okay, so when you read the most recent translations, like the New Living Translation, the NIV Translation, um, they tried, they used their translation from what we call the deep, uh, the, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay, which are some of the oldest manuscripts that we have. Now, in those manuscripts, we don't have John chapter 5, verse 53, to John chapter 8, verse 11, which is majorly the story of the woman caught in the act of adultery. So the only way that would have happened would have been 
someone somehow mistakenly added this story. It's a story that um, does not neg- necessarily negate something Jesus could have done. Okay, there were many people that Jesus told, Go and see no more. The woman that came into the house was touching his feet. And was it Simon that said if this man was really a prophet, he would have known what manner of woman was touching was touching him. And Jesus responded to Simon's thoughts and shared with him that, look, um, this woman was being forgiven more. And so she, she appreciated God more. And then he told her to go and sin no more. Okay, so it looks something like this story in John chapter from John chapter 8 from verse 1 to 11 okay but please understand just so maybe you are discussing with someone or you are using the bible you open your bible you you don't have this story there Uh, please understand why that is all right so let's continue so we read john chapter 7 verse 53 it says then the meeting broke up nicodemus had just confronted the elders uh, that is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing and then they had responded they accused him of nepotism are you from Galilee? are you also from Galilee? they asked search the scriptures and see for yourself no prophet ever comes from Galilee Okay, so that is where it should have ended but it didn't make sense for it to end like that so somehow someone first added verse 53 then the meeting broke up and everybody went home. Okay? Just leave the scripture to say exactly what it, it is. It still makes sense like that. Okay? Verse 8. So let's go to chapter 8, sorry. John chapter 8, where we will read today, is the woman caught in the act of adultery. That's from verse 1 to 11. Okay? It says that Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Okay, so I have had so many teachings, you know, on this on this one story. <laughs> Sadly, it's not part of our Bible. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. We know that this was true. Not just about this particular act. They used, they found, they tried to use various strategies. They used the the coin the tax for, for paying taxes. They asked him, should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? All they needed him to, to say was that, no, God is our God. God is almighty. We should not pay taxes to anybody. We should only pay taxes to God. Straight, they would have gone to report him to the Roman government. And of course, those ones would have, they would have executed him. Okay, so... Yes, they looked for various means to try and get Jesus into problem with the with the present government at that time, the Roman government. You know, they tried to trap him severally. They sent teachers to try and 
trap him, when they asked him which was the greatest commandment, it was supposed to, 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 they wanted to trap him. If he had said, no, thou shall not kill, then they would then say, okay, but what about the Bible says you shall have no other God before me? Okay, so they were always looking to trap him. So uh, in that sense, you would then think this is not that much of a problem. Okay. It says they were trying to trap him into saying something, something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with, with his fingers. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never seen the true the first stone, let the one who has, n- <laughs> who has never seen... <laughs> Not possible, right? Of course, everyone there has sinned before. If Jesus had said, let the one who has not sinned today, okay, cast the first stone, maybe there would have been somebody there to say, okay, I am sure of myself. But Jesus said, let the one who has never, never sinned. Because you must realize, eh? Okay, so we are discussing this. Remember, it's not part of our Bible, (laughs) Uh, there's no one the bible says we were fashioned in sin for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god okay so there's no one that can qualify and say i have never sinned before <laughs> so jesus said let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust when the, the accusers had these when the accusers had these they had let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. When the accusers had this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, <laughs> beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Okay, so I think this person just tried to glamorize this story. Okay, I don't know why you had to put. I don't know what I've seen is by age, but of course, you expect the oldest person to have had more time to commit sin. <laughs> All right, so until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman, then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I go and sin no more. Okay? So, all of that, mm-hmm. we'll just hold that in one hand. Maybe hold it in your left hand. Okay? Uh, but it's fine. The story lines up with what Jesus could have done. Jesus probably did this severally. Remember when he met the man, the man who had been bedridden for 38 years? You know, and he asked him, do you want to be healed? The man said, I can't, I can't, okay, I can't be healed. Um, And then Jesus told, you know, healed him. And when Jesus finished, Jesus told him, go and sin no more. Don't sin, don't go back to sin, lest something worse comes upon you. So Jesus said this severally. And so for most scholars, we don't really have any problem with this. But it is not a path of our Bible. Alright, let's continue from verse 12. And this is a very important teaching. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am 
the light of the world. Remember what we said, we wanted to be picking out those things Jesus claimed, the names he gave to himself. He said he was the bread that came down from heaven. He said he was the chosen one of God. He is the word of God. He is the light. Here he says, I am the light of the world. Okay? You know what? That carries strong implications, right? Uh Have you ever tried to go around your house or try to look for anything in the house without light? (laughs) Jesus is claiming, I am the light of the world. Okay? Without me, you are in darkness. Jesus says, let's continue. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The light that leads to life is Jesus himself. He said you won't have to walk in darkness. In other words, without Jesus, you are walking in darkness. I don't care how sweet your life is. You can be a popular musician. You can be a star. You can be all, okay? All you want to be. Without Jesus, you are walking in the dark. The Bible tells us, uh, the Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony, such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them. (laughs) So when you read John, like I said, when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, you don't get the feeling of the confrontation between Jesus and the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law. You get when they were trying to kill him and they were so 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 brutal. You you don't get the feeling what has gone on between these two groups. You don't get that sense until you read until you read the book of John. So Jesus told them these claims are valid. <laughs> You know why they are valid? They are valid because someone that Jesus had no connection to, that the people accepted, had testified about Jesus, right? (laughs) John the Baptist testified about Jesus. The scriptures, their own scriptures, (laughs) the scriptures that they were holding, if they were sincere with themselves, they would have seen that practically every script, every prophet from Moses, eh? From their, first, their own first prophet spoke about Jesus. Okay, so Jesus said, These claims are valid, even though I make them about myself, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know, but you don't know, don't know this about me. I know where I came from, I know where I am going. I am not making this claim of my own. The scriptures testify of me. The prophets testify of me. God himself testified of of me when at his baptism, John said he had God say, this is my son in whom I am well, well pleased. At his transfiguration, it was confirmed. If there was any doubt, God spoke again, this is my beloved son. Okay, so Jesus didn't have to claim anything. He didn't have to. He says, I know where I came from and where I am going, but you don't know this about me. He says, you judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. 
the Father who sent me is with me. If Jesus, if Jesus judges, his judgment will be fair. And I'm telling you, on the last day when Jesus will start, will judge the world. Remember, I said people will be judged not for, for they are not necessarily for their sins. It won't be about that you didn't do this, you didn't go to church, you didn't, uh, you didn't do this, you, uh, you slapped somebody, you, you stole. That won't be the problem. The judgment against you would be that you rejected the Son of God. Eh? You rejected the light that God sent into the world. That would be the judgment against you. Jesus said, I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about anything, about something, their witness is accepted as fact. That's Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 15. I am one witness and my father who sent me is the other is the other witness god already testified of him at least twice and of course you had a witness like john the baptist where is your father they asked jesus answered since you don't know who i am hmm? you don't know who my father is of course they think they know him because they know his father his father is dead joseph by this time was dead <laughs> so they said, Jesus said, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. Jesus made this statement while he was teaching in the section of the temple known, known as the treasury. But he was not arrested because his time, his time had not yet come. Okay, it was not yet his time. Now, so later, verse 21, and we'll look to begin to round up i am not sure we can uh, we are on verse 21 i'm not sure we can finish this entire chapter uh no 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 we that's up to verse 59 we can finish this entire chapter so we'll continue john chapter we'll continue john chapter from john chapter 8 tomorrow okay so let's go back from verse 21 it says that later jesus said to them again Jesus said to them again, I am going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. I am going away. Remember, he's saying this to the Jewish nation. He's not saying this to the Gentile nation. The Gentiles will come to accept, will come to accept God eventually in Christ. Okay? Jesus is telling the Jewish nation, represented here by their leaders, actually, by the Pharisees and the elders of religious law, he said, I am going away. You will search for me, but you will die in your sins. You cannot come where I am going. The people asked. The people, not even the Pharisees, the people asked, is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean? You cannot come where I am going. Jesus continued, you are from below. I am from above. <laughs> you belong to this world. I do not. That is why I said that you will die in your sins. You will die in your sins because you belong to this world. That is why I said that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Now, if you read that word where he said I am is in capital letter. So Jesus was intentionally quoting the very words that God used when he was introducing himself to Moses. Moses asked God, if the children of Israel asked, 
What is your name? What do I say to them? God told Moses, tell them, I am. I am that I am. Jesus is saying here, for unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Who are you? They demanded. <laughs> oh, these guys were just... See, I can't read the book of John and not be laughing. <laughs> because they demanded, who are you? Uh-uh. Don't we know this guy? We know him now. Is this not the guy that we used to roll tire together down the street, play in rainwater together and run around the marketplace? Is that is it not the same Jesus that... Uh-uh. Or is, are my eyes playing tricks on me? They would have cleaned their eyes. Who are you? They demanded. Jesus replied, the one I have always claimed to be. Okay, so just read the book of John and you will see all that he has claimed to be. I am the chosen one of God. I am the word of God. The word that created the entire universe. I am the light of the world. In fact, when it gets to John chapter 10, I'm telling you, you will shake in your pants some of the claims that Jesus makes him makes about himself. He says, the one I have always claimed to be. I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. There's no need condemning you. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me and is completely truthful. But they still didn't. They still didn't understand that he was talking about that he was talking about his father. So Jesus said, "When you have lifted up," the, he's talking to the Jewish nation, okay, not just the Pharisees and the elders. Because remember that when Jesus stood before Pilate, it was the crowd that said, "Let is let this judgment, let this curse be upon us and on our children." Quite terrible, I'm telling you. The position where the Jewish nation is currently, it's its a difficult one. But of course, we know that ultimately at the end, the end time, uh, Israel as a nation will turn back to God. He said, but they still didn't understand that he was talking about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man on the cross, then you will understand that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but he but say only what the Father taught me, and the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases him. Then many who heard him say these things believed, believed in him. Many of them believed in him. Some, of course, many of them still rejected him. I would have wanted us, we have just two, three minutes more, to take this part when he told them it's just too long okay so let's do this tomorrow okay uh, we'll do this tomorrow where he had this contention before with them and told them that before abraham was i am <laughs> okay so we will not understand this kind of language okay he said before abraham was i am he's quoting the title that god used for himself i am Abraham saw my days. They looked at him. Uh, oh God, you are not even 40 years old. How can you say Abraham saw your days? But he was speaking beyond, beyond what they, co- they could comprehend. And that is why that is one of the th- things I want us to pray again this morning. Jesus says that I am the light of the world. I am the word of God. The light of the world was walking on two legs. They rejected him. Are you listening in this morning? 
and you are rejecting Jesus? Are you listening this morning and because of what has happened to you, maybe people have happened to you, you have made up your mind that you are, you are not going to have anything to do with God, I am calling you home this morning. I am saying, come into a relationship with Jesus. I'm not talking about people. I say, come into a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the bread, the living bread that came down from heaven. He is the chosen one of God. You want to see the Father? Then you must accept Jesus this morning. Don't be an unbeliever. Please lift up your hands and say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, come into my life. Have mercy on me today. Have mercy on me today. Make me a child of God. Make me your own from today. Father, we say thank you. Thank you because you are the light of the world. And in you, we are not in darkness. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.